This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, it has been another informative and exhilarating Premier League weekend, in particular the match uh, between Arsenal and Manchester United at the Emirates yesterday. Really, really superb match, I thought. And there were other interesting results as well in the Premier League. But we'll start with Arsenal and Manchester United. And it's a pleasure to be joined uh, by John Giles and Liam Brady to discuss this game. Liam, I thought it was a wonderful game. Joy to watch Arsenal for most of the game. You must be very happy. And Ketia, the boy you signed at 10 years of age, scored two goals. And the, the winner, which was vital, and a really good goal in the first half, which was an equaliser, because United did go 1-0 up. Yeah, it was a terrific game, Eamon. Uh, and uh, Arsenal had to show, I thought, uh, the real strength of, of, of belief in themselves, uh, you know, especially when they went 2-1 up and then they were pulled back to 2-2. Yeah. But I thought after it went to 2-2, they really dominated the game and uh, and and pushed for that winner. And uh, they've done that all season. I know we've said it a few times on the podcast, how uh, they go looking to win games. You know, they don't settle for draws. Yes. And they've been absolutely terrific this season. And the last two games, really, uh, against Spurs and then to beat Spurs away and then to beat United at home in the manner in which they did it, um, I think was very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, John, the five points clear with a game in hand, but there's half a season to play because of the World Cup. There's a st- still a long way to go. I think ex- exactly half the season, 19 games to go, I think, for Arsenal mm. with their game in hand. I thought it was an exhilarating match. I loved watching it. And Enkedia, of course, uh, looks a real, real uh, killer goal scorer. The other, even better footballer, perhaps, is Saka. He looks to me uh, like the absolute real deal, and he'll be that forever. What's your take on him, John? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with what you say. Saka is, is, has been a very promising lad since he's come into the team. Yeah, I mean, and he has this deadly left foot coming in from the right side. It's impossible, like the, the goal he scored. It's impossible for goalkeepers to get near it. You know, yeah. he's, 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 he's really good. And what's good about him is, is they're a young team. 
Uh, and he's done a great job, Arteta, because when you see them playing in big matches like this, like what yes. sports last week and Man U this week, they're expected to win. Yes, yeah. You know, like that's a big thing, you know, because the young lads say, well, yeah, you did well, you got a draw or whatever it was, but they're going out to win. Yes. Uh, and and they're, they're, they're top of the league, uh, as, as Liam said and you said, they're only halfway through. But, but the, the, the reaction so far from the players, these young players, is very, very, very good. And 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 Liam's lad, Nketiah, is that you call yes, him, Nketiah? And Nketiah, yeah. I saw him, yeah. I saw him interview Damon last week, yeah. one of the matches, one of the days. And he was brilliant. He was a, a young kid who was loving what he was doing, uh, couldn't wait to play. The family were, Arsenal, great, uh, were an Arsenal family. Yeah. But for a, for a kid to go on like that, like you can tell some of them, and some of them are a bit cocky or get ahead of themselves. And this was a real kid who was loving yeah. what he was doing. You know, he was really felt special at playing for the team that he, he grew up with and that. So Liam has done a great job there. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he, don't forget, when, when we all thought when Jesus was, was, was injured, they're in big trouble. Yes. You know, they're going to have to get a real... Well, this kid has come in. Yeah. And he's done brilliantly for them. Yeah. But Arsenal are very, very impressive. I'd just like to see Arteta calm down a little bit again. I mean, anyway, yes. that's by the way. But the, the, there was a really good match and a great win uh, yeah. for Arsenal. That's uh, two wins, like two vital wins over the of this period of time. Yeah. Against Spurs and Man U. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been really, really good. They have two games against Manchester City in their programme. Liam, mm. Saka, what most impresses me about him is when the ball arrives at his feet, he immediately is looking to attack the fullback or the defender. No messing around, real purpose to get into a dangerous position, get a crossing, get a shot in. I mean, I remember him missing a penalty against Italy in the European Championship final in the Euros at Wembley and and being abused afterwards. And I felt very sorry for him. But watching him in particular, he sort of sets a tempo for Arsenal, doesn't he? He does, and he's mature beyond his age, I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? How he's, old uh, is he, Liam? He's 21, I think, you know? Mm. Uh, but but he, play, he plays like a, a, a wise old pro, doesn't he? You yes. Know? He knows exactly what he's going to do with the ball when it comes to him. Yeah. He's very, very pacey. And as John said, he's operating on, the, on that right-hand side. If you show him the line, he'll take it because he can cross for his right foot and he's speedy. So uh, difficult game for a full-back. And I thought Shaw had... Had a difficult game. Shaw was a bit lucky that he wasn't booked earlier, mm. I thought. Yes. Um, uh, but he scored a wonderful goal coming in on his left foot. He's he's actually been at the club since he was eight or nine years of age. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Nketiah, Chelsea let him go when he was 14. Wow. Eddie was just a very slight lad. Uh, but when we took him in and we trialled him, uh, he just kept scoring goals. You know, he wouldn't play particularly well, but... If you looked at who scored the goals, Eddie was always amongst them, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. And now he's he's stronger. He, you saw yesterday as well that he knows positions to pick up in the in the goal mouth where the ball might drop. A striker's yes. instinct, a real striker's instinct. Yes. And he can tuck them away, and he's got bigger and stronger. So they're two great, you know, success stories from from uh, from the Arsenal Academy. And then on top of that, on top of that, the guys that we've been going on about for the last few weeks, Jacka, I thought was very good. Uh, Party wasn't bad. I thought Zinchenko 
uh, you know, up and down the left was really, really good, you know. So, yeah, yeah it was uh, outstanding game, yeah. And then Trossard, who came on, did a bit as well, so he might be an interesting addition to the squad. So, uh, you know, it's it's between two teams now. I think with that win yesterday, we've knocked Manchester United out of the title race. And yes. I think it's a two-horse race now, Eamon. It is, yeah, and they have an advantage of... Uh, Five points with the game in hand. You can never take anything for granted. Uh, John, there's a couple of question marks I have about this Arsenal team. One of them, uh, it's a, it's about the centre of their defence or their defence overall. White is one of them. They took him off at half time yesterday. The other one is Gabriel. He's Brazilian. And I think he looks a bit sort of unpredictable, should we say. But most teams that win, nearly all teams that win championships, and both of you, John and uh, Liam, will know, you do need to be rock solid in the centre of defence, defensively in general, of course. Um, And Arsenal don't look rock solid to me with Gabriel and White in the team. What would you say to that, John? Uh, Well... Gabriel is a very, very good player, Eamon. Yes. But what I, I know, I'm Liam and know him better than I do, he's, in, he's inclined to do anything. Yeah, that's know? what I mean. He'd be, he'd, be, he'd be forced in a row, he'd be forced to take person down. I think White is more uh, um, calmer type Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with his temperament. I think it's just quality in his case. But Liam will tell us definitively. It struck me yesterday while I was watching the match that there's not many clean sheets and, and you do need clean sheets when you when, when you're trying to win championships, as both of you know. Liam with Juventus, you at Leeds. If this is a big target, uh, and it's a big prize, and you don't get it by giving up goals. Yeah, well, well, you can do it. It can be done. I mean, obviously, you want to be keeping the clean sheet in every yeah. match that you, that you, that you play, um, but. But if you're doing enough overall, I mean, it's okay. You know, right. I mean, if you're winning matches and you can still yeah. do it, uh, it, it's okay. I mean, Xhaka is, is another one that I'd be a bit wary about at, yes. when it comes to the real crunch now near the end of the season yeah. where he can lose the head as well. So far, so good. I mean, he's playing well. He's keeping his head. He's doing okay. Gabriel is, is doing okay for them to, to win matches. And again, like Arteta now needs to do, and it probably is, doing a job on both of them. You know, to keep the hair, but but when it comes into the big matches now near the end of the season, there will be a lot of pressure on, and they have to keep their head to do what needs to be done. Liam, am I nitpicking by highlighting the their defence? I'm thinking of them now in terms of a championship winning team and what's required. Well, White's been very, very good, Eamon. That was, that was the first poor game I thought he had. Yeah. He's had in a while, you know, uh, and he probably struggled a bit against Rashford and his speed. Yes. Uh, and he got booked earlier on. Uh, I, I, yes. I think it was might have been a foul for Rashford. So I think Arteta made a good call taking him off at, right. uh, in the first half. I don't know whether he had a knock. I don't know. But it seemed to me to be a tactical substitution yes. and bring Tomiyatsu, the Japanese defender, on yeah. who played well when he came on. But White's been very good all season. If, if there is a mistake in our defence, it's usually Gabriel. Right. As you said, he's yeah. unpredictable. He can maybe give a penalty away or or, uh, or, or misplace a pass or try a dodgy pass. Um, but, you know, all in all, as John says, they're getting away with the slight errors that these guys might make because they've been so good going forward. You know, they're getting yeah. lots of goals and 
there's goals are all over the team, I mean, you know, yes. Saka can score, yes. Nikesi can score, yeah. um, uh, Odegaard, he's got a right yes. few goals, the centre-backs, Gabriel and uh, uh, Salida, the back, they yes. can get a goal as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's bodes well, but it, we talked about it before. They are a young team and the pressure yes. is not really started yet. That comes That's on... Right. Uh, yeah, in in and around March, April time. Yeah. Saliba is the centre back. I mispronounced his name, Eamon. But yep. um, no, uh, they, they've they've been really really impressive all over the pitch. You know, yep. everybody's played their part. Um, so they've got Everton next week, and you know the way Everton are playing, you would say that's that should be a nailed on win. I know you shouldn't really look too far ahead. No, but if they can keep getting points on the board, it push. Put, it puts so much pressure on Manchester City not to slip up. Right. And let me just say, John, I'll start talking about City with you. At his press conference on Friday, John, Pep Guardiola said the following. We are a happy flowers team. We are far away from the team that we were. There is nothing from the stomach, the guts, no passion, fire, desire to win from minute one. Now, he isn't the kind of coach, uh, I can't ever remember him castigating his own team in those terms. It was quite strong stuff, John. And uh, they went out and uh, uh, Haaland scored a hat-trick and they beat Wolves 3-0. But that was strong stuff. Now, you in particular and me also have talked about City not looking right for about six or eight weeks now and they don't look right. But what do you make of, of his reaction? Uh, was it an attempt to G them up? Well, I think he was right, Eamon. He was right. Uh, yeah. I mean, all, all, over the years, I think Liam, yourself and uh, and, and myself uh, lauded uh, uh, Pep Guardiola for the way they worked and worked really, really hard when they, to get the ball back, Eamon. Yeah. Now, like if you look at it now since since last week or this season, they haven't been doing that. No. They haven't been doing that. Now, they did it last week against Spurs because they had to do it. Yes. That was the, the, the Manchester City that we knew as title holders and, and, and a great team. Yeah. And the, the, the response against Spurs was fantastic to do what they did. And I think that's what he's saying. That's what we have to do. This is what we have to get back to. Because yes. they weren't doing it this season, I mean, and maybe a bit last season, you know, that getting back, with getting the ball back, they were, they were 50% of their game. Yes. It was absolutely brilliant. And I think that's what he's saying to them now. And to be fair, I didn't see the whole match against uh, uh, against Wolves at the weekend. Saw them against Spurs. Definitely second half, they were back to where they were before and went on to win the match. Yeah. Liam, I think, saw them yesterday. I didn't see them. Uh, Liam can tell us, were, were they back to their best in getting the ball back as well? Yeah, they were, John. Yes, they were. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they swarmed all over Wolves. Yeah. And Wolves just couldn't cope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a wake-up call that outburst by Guardiola. I mean, yep. it was like, yeah. like if we if, if we don't watch ourselves, we're not going to win this league. You know. Yes. Uh, we've been complacent a number of times, and I think he was really, really upset the way they played against Spurs in the first half. Yes. Okay, they turned around. I can imagine what was said to the press on Friday mm. might have been said in the yeah. dressing room at half yeah, time against Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean, just re- to uh, recall what happened, I mean, Spurs went two up 
just before mm. just for half time, and uh, you know Spurs are notoriously not good in the northwest, whether it's Manchester, Liverpool, or wherever they go. But and they weren't playing particularly well, but they got two soft goals. Mm. But City did come out in the second half and get the four goals required. It's a big test, Liam, for Guardiola now, but he doesn't really seem to have a settled team. That's always been my beef with him. I've no idea what team he'll pick for the next important match. Have you? No, he's he's been a great believer in rotation, and they do play an awful lot of games because they're usually involved Yes. In the Cups, so I know they got knocked out of the League Cup by Southampton there yeah. last week or 10 days ago. But normally they win the League Cup every year or they're in the final. Yeah. So uh, he does like to rotate his players, you know. Yes. And uh, uh, But, you know, they are a, an excellent team and so many of the players have been there. Like De Bruyne has oh, been yes. there and won it. Uh, uh, Gundogan's been there and won it. Bernardo you know. Silva uh, and ha- Haaland. With Haaland, you know, I, I know we were talking about the fact he didn't get a shot on goal against Manchester United, but the lad has got thirty-one goals in yeah. twenty-five games or something yeah. like that. All, all in, and twenty-five goals in nineteen matches mm-hmm. or twenty games. You know, he's yeah. going to break. He's going to break most records aiming for goal scoring. You know, yeah, absolutely. He's, He's he's only about four off being the golden boot, you know. The yep. last year's golden boot winner, I think, was Song with yes. twenty six goals. He's, he's got twenty five league goals already. So <laughs> the only way Manchester City uh, have let themselves down this year, they've been complacent in certain games, and I right. think that's what Guardiola was saying. And I think Guardiola has seen Arsenal, and he knows that they might not make many slip ups. So. He's got to get that city team on a winning run, like week right. in, week out. Yeah, but he's—I he, mean—he's done it before. The big thing oh, about yeah. him is that they, they have lost that fifty percent of their game getting the ball back. Yes, that's that's what that's that's the big that's the big issue. Yeah, and I think that's what he's saying to them. This is what we've got to get to, to back again. Yeah, and you'll see. I think you'll see a different Manchester. Well, I think we've seen a different Manchester City since the Wolves match in the second half. I didn't see the Manchester, but they won won well. I think against Manchester yeah, against did, Wolves. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the complacency that that can happen in any team, Eamon. Yeah, getting the ball back is one. It's the hardest thing in the game, as we know. And they were the best in 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 the league at at doing that. Yeah, when they didn't have the ball, and I think that's what he's saying now. We've got to get back to that. And I think if they do, then they they they'll give there'll be a really good race between themselves and Arsenal. 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, uh, there's also a big race for the top four spot to get in the Champions League. And at the moment, Newcastle United are in third position. Uh, John, Eddie Howe has done a really good job there. I mean, they were pushovers for most teams before he arrived. He hasn't spent extravagantly. He spent a couple of hundred million, but that these days maybe only gets you two or three players. But they are really decent now. I saw them against Crystal Palace. It was a nil-all draw, but Palace isn't an easy place to go. They're third in the table. They've conceded fewer goals uh, than any team in the Premier League, 11, which is amazing. They've got a, a real chance, John, of, you know, qualifying for the Champions League, which would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, he's done a great job. Eh? He I has mean, done a good job. Sp- yeah. you, you, you were always a, a fan of Eddie Howe's. I was, yeah. And, well, uh, at Bournemouth, I mean, the club was in administration when he took over. And he, yeah. he, he, he took them to the Premier League and they stayed in the Premier League five years. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, the capacity of the ground is 11,500. It's a miracle stuff. Oh, he- yeah, he's done a huge job. Um, the way they played, I watched the match against Palace, and Palace did really well. I mean, he, he has them going well. Uh, Vieira has, has them going yes, well. Yes, he has, there. yeah. That's so, a, so, always a hard place to go. Hard place to go. So the, I thought Newcastle played really well on the day. I know they didn't win, but they played really well on the day. They didn't lose their heads either, I mean, when they weren't winning. They kept doing all the, all the things that you should be doing, yeah. regardless of the score. So... He's done a huge job there, and and they they do have the resources now, Eamon. Yes, to back him. Oh, no question you know, about that. Yeah, no, no question about that. So he's he's but what he's bought so far, they've been he's bought a few players in, good steady players. Yes, uh, no no superstars as we would know yeah. them. But if he, I tell you, if he wants to get the superstars at the end of this season, in this close season, no problem. He, he'll get them. No problem. No, he's done he's done a terrific job. They played really well. They kept playing. They, they didn't score, as we know, against Palace, but they kept at it, they kept at it, at it, and, and Palace did really well. But Newcastle, Eddie Howe, 
should be in the runner for manager of the year, Eamon, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Liam, he's been around a long time, Eddie Howe, and he was doing this quiet miracle. Every time the England job came up, I thought he should have got it. Every time Manchester United were looking for a new manager, he, ne- he never appeared uh, in the picture. And now he's been given a chance with a, a, a big club in terms of fan base and everything. Uh, and he's he really, he, I think the key player he bought was Kieran Trippier, actually, from Spurs, uh, who's a, who's got a bit about him. He's a bit of a leader. Um, but he hasn't gone mad with the money uh, yet. <laughs> no, he got, he got Trippier from Atletico Madrid. That's he? right, yeah. He, yeah. Brought, he brought him back. Trippier had been at Spurs, a good player, good fullback, good solid fullback. Uh, yeah, he bought very, very wisely. And let's let's not forget that when he went to Newcastle, they were in a relegation. They battle. were. They and were him, yeah. Very, 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 very quickly, he turned the tide and uh, and he got them up the table. And I don't know whether, you know, it was around the time that the Saudis, Saudi money came in. And I don't know whether they thought maybe uh, this guy, he, he, he's done a good job keeping us up. We'll, we'll stick with him for another yes. year. But they they probably wanted a marquee manager, you know, yes. one of these jobs. Yep. But he certainly given them food for thought that he should be at the helm for for the next few seasons at least and give him the money to invest in the team. Let him make the calls on who the players, yes. who, who, who he wants, you yes. know. Yes, he, He's an excellent manager. They've only lost once this season, Amy. Same as Arsenal. They've only lost once. Yeah, uh, he's do, he's done a terrific job, and the way Newcastle and Chelsea, or sorry, the way Chelsea and Liverpool uh, are playing this season, uh, I would give them every chance uh, to get in that top four. Yeah, me too. I think they'll be in a battle with uh, United because Spurs at the moment are fifth, and I don't think Spurs are going anywhere. Uh, just let me move on, John and Liam. Uh, I'll start with you, John, on this. I felt a certain sadness watching Liverpool and Chelsea play Saturday lunchtime. I think it's over for them. I really do. And I'm not just talking about Liverpool, both of them. It ended nil-nil, and probably yeah. nil-nil was the right score. But yeah. what did you make of it, John? And and the team selection of Jurgen Klopp in particular, I think he's resting players, probably for the Champions League against Real Madrid, but uh, he left a lot of good players on the bench. He has a lot of good players injured, and the team he put out really wasn't a Liverpool team. No, well, he was a good few young fellows in it, Damon, as well. Yeah. Um, as you say, he had a lot of injuries as well to go into it, Damon. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I think he's given up on the on the Premiership this yes. year, as you yes. say. I think he's yeah. probably resting players now for to, to, to go for the, 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 the Champions League. That's what it looks like yes. at the moment. Uh but it, it was one of the poorest Liverpool-Chelsea games I've seen for a long time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, now, Potter has a lot of new players coming into it. I'd say he, he'd be in a better position at the moment than, than, than Klopp is because he, he, he has, I don't know who's buying the players for them, but they bought a lot, an awful lot of new players, young players, that he's got to put together for the team to make a team from them. Uh, but, he, but he certainly, I'd say at the moment, in a better position than than than, um, than than Klopp is. Yeah, Chelsea paid eighty eight million for a guy called Mudrik. He's Ukrainian, and he came on just after half time as a sub. Uh, he impressed a lot of people. I think you you were taken with him as well. I saw a lot of uh, people, Stephen Gerrard, a lot of people like that. 
saying he looks the real deal. Well, it's a bit mm. early after 45 minutes football, but they certainly spent, they're certainly flashing the cash, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, they, um, we don't know this this lad is Ukrainian yeah. lad, as you said, um, he seems to be a young lad. We look pretty good when he got on, but that's only all, on, yeah. on 40, 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. at the most. Uh, but they have bought a lot of players uh, at Chelsea. I mean, yeah. you know, so like if, if they are, if they do what they're supposed to do, they should be able to do a good job with them. Right. I think in, in Klopp's situation, we don't know where the club is. Is it going to be sold? Yeah. Is it not yeah. going to be sold? We yeah. don't know. Uh, you know, but things are, things are not right there. That's for sure. Yeah. And Liam, one of the players Chelsea have bought, I think it must have been the new owner, is Aubameyang. <laughs> he, uh, he came on for the last 10 minutes against Liverpool and you had him at Arsenal. Um, it's hard to know exactly what's going on at Chelsea, isn't it, in terms of whether Graham Potter is actually buying the players or whether they're being bought for him. Well, I think Aubameyang came before Potter, uh, if I'm correct. Amy. Yeah, that's why I think, that, I think the owner bought him. Yeah, he, he probably did. Uh, and I think you could throw another three or four in the half you as could, well. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal were very keen to get this Ukrainian lad, Mudrich. Uh, yes. He was ve- excellent against Ireland in the two games in the right. Nations League. Uh, he, he really was excellent and uh, playing really well for Shakhtar Donetsk in the Champions League. And a lot of people wanted to get him, but Chelsea just came in and blew Arsenal out of it. You yes. Know? Yeah, yeah. The money. I, don't know, I don't know how this financial fair play works. <laughs> but Chelsea seem to be able to spend any money they want. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. Uh, but Potter is going to have a new team at the start of next season, and I think Klopp has decided he can't trust uh, his old players anymore. You know, they were terrible against Brighton a couple of weeks ago. Yes, they got hammered. It could have been six. Yeah, and so I don't know whether he. I don't think he was resting players. Uh, for for the upcoming Champions League, that's not till the fourteenth of or twenty first, I think of, of February. Of, of February. Yeah. So uh, I I think he was making a point, saying like you guys have got to pull your finger out if you want to be playing for me. You know, right. he put a, he put quite a few kids in, uh, but both teams are struggling to make the Champions League this season. Okay, uh, John, just a couple. Of, I want to talk to you and Liam about a young Irish lad, Evan Ferguson who scored uh, Brighton's equaliser in the last minute Leicester. He looks very, very excited. He scored a great goal. But let me ask you first about Leeds, John. Nil-nil at home to Brentford. Given how Brentford can be a difficult team to play against, it's not the worst result in the world, but they do need to watch themselves, don't they? Yeah. You, you, you don't know what to expect from the moment, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brentford were setting for a draw in the game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, uh, but Leeds didn't look like scoring. No, you know, even Brentford, were, you know, at times got got through on them. They, they, Bam, Bamford has come back. He's they need him badly because he's the real goal scorer. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, and he's he's looked he's looked fit when he's come back. But um, you don't know what to expect from Leeds. Damon. They were okay against the match. They didn't deserve to be beaten, but they didn't deserve to win it either. You know. Are you worried that they could be? They're only a, really a couple of points clear. One point clear of Bournemouth who've got 17 points and they're actually in the bottom three. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're not out of, they're not out of the, out of the woods at all. Right. You right. know, there's, there's, uh, uh, I, I think they'll just about make it. I right. think they'll be okay. I think they'll have enough to, to, um, 
to to avoid relegation. But but there's a lot of teams down there as we know. Yeah, you know, like if you look at the, like at Everton's position, I don't know if you're no. going to mention Everton, but well, uh, I was going to ask both you and Liam uh, finally um, about Everton. Frank Lampard went there. A lot of people have been there. Um, really top managers, but nobody seems to be able to rescue the club, Liam. Yeah, it's in a bad way, isn't it? You know, and we had a situation last week where uh, the directors didn't even attend the match because they were frightened of no. the, the security yeah. fears, you know, for yeah. their security. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a mess. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know where Everton's going, really. You know, they've spent a hell of a lot of money. And they have, who's yeah. the manager at Fulham, I mean, he's doing a terrific job. Like, yeah. if they beat Spurs tonight, uh, he's a Portuguese chap. His name escapes me now. but Silva, his name is Marco Silva. Silva, that's right, yeah. He did. <clears throat> yeah, he, 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 got sacked at, he got sacked at Everton. Because yes. They weren't, they weren't doing good enough. They're, it's a club that has kind of... Uh, pretensions above their station, I think, you know? Yeah. Uh, but they have spent money, but they probably haven't given the manager the money to spend. It's been the, the director of football. Yes. And yes. It's the old chestnut that John uh, often goes on about. It's not the manager picking the players, and that's probably why they're in so much trouble. You know, they've had a couple of sporting directors there, I think, and they've had Bill Kenwright getting involved as well. So, uh, it really is a mess. But to go to go back to young Evan Ferguson, yes. and he's a white he's a Whitehall boy. He's played for St Kevin's. I don't know whether you remember his father the, played. Yeah, Barry Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. But he's, if you go back to his his grandfather, I used to play with him, Fergus Ferguson at uh, at, at St Kevin's boys. And oh, really? His, yeah, uh, and Fergus's brother was called Damien Ferguson, who went to Manchester United. Oh, I remember Damien. Right? Yeah, he was at United, he, I think, when I was there. He became a he became a barber, the Trinity barber. He was down yes. there, near Grafton Street or somewhere yeah, like that. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're a real they're a real strong footballing family, and he's eighteen years of age. He's six foot one, and boy, was that a good header he got against Leicester. So um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, he could be the answer to our yeah. Irish striking problems. I hope so. He's a he looks a real good kid, and he's got. Three goals in the last four games. He's yes. got his chance over over the Christmas period, and he's really taken it. Yeah, no, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was Damien. I, Damien, I knew Damien very well, actually. He was, he was a character. Um, <laughs> the, the header, uh, John, against his last minute at Leicester, 2-1 down, and it was 88 minute. It was a brilliant header, John. There was no pace on the ball. He had to get up, and he had to really power his head into the ball and dropped it right in the corner of the net. It was an old-fashioned, like, Nat Lofthouse type of goal, you know, <laughs> from the old yeah. days where, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there was a lot of work to be done and there wasn't a lot of power on the ball, which makes it yeah. very difficult. But as Liam says, he might do uh, a favour for Stephen Kenny. Oh, definitely. I mean, well, we need somebody, don't we, like that? We need somebody. We need the goal scorer there, you know? But, but uh, and hopefully, hopefully he'll come through. Uh, I mean, just to go off that a little bit, Leicester. Yeah. I'm just—I I don't know whether you're going to mention him or not. 
But I think he's in really big trouble, Brandon. Brandon Rogers, yeah, yeah. No, no, just telling. I mean, I, he's he's made a lot of unforced errors, in my view. He's that lad Madison has been fit, and he hasn't played him. I think you put him on for a minute at the end the other day. He's had some injuries, John, but I think he's made a lot of rods for his own back. He 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 doesn't have Vardy in the team very often, although he did start at the weekend. It would be a big surprise, wouldn't it, uh, John, if he was... Well, it wouldn't be a surprise now, I mean, No, no. Well, he, like I just... One of his comments was, some of my players don't care enough. I mean, if, if you start turning on your players, I, yeah. I, I think he's up against it there with, with the owners and directors. I don't. I think they've, they've sold players. They said they, they, they needed the money. You know, like he's, yeah. he's, they're not backing him. and not, not just backing him. Like they're selling his, his, his best players. I I think he I think he's looking to get away and you don't yeah, make comments uh, about your players like that you know it's, it's dreadful. Liam uh, Casper Schmeichel was let go, uh, so if you got the wrong owners and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, no matter how good you are, and I think Brendan Rodgers is a good coach. There's nothing can save you. But this is football, Eamon, isn't it? Yeah, football in the Premier League. It's, yep. it's it's ruthless, isn't it? You know, yep. he was in a real bad position early on in the season, but he seemed to turn it around. But now. They've lost a few more games. The fans seem to have turned on them. Uh, as John said, the, the the owners, the Thai owners, are not putting as much money as they used to in, uh, and he's in a difficult position, you know, yeah. without any doubt. Just uh, on a final note to both of you, Rafa Benitez uh, was in the job that Frank Lampard's in now at Everton, and I think Rafa's a top-class coach, but they wouldn't have him because uh, of the Liverpool connection. So they may pay a price for that. Anyway, John Giles and Liam Brady were very grateful to John and Liam every week. It's brilliant to have access to those uh, minds and experience and, of course, two great players themselves. So thanks to John and Liam. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> 